Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A couple pieces of information that we can pass along. Number one, the Bills plane has arrived back in western New York. So they were late in taking off and leaving Cincinnati, maybe waiting for players like Stephon Diggs and others who went to the hospital to UC Medical Center to check on their teammate, Damar Hamlin, the second-year safety who was a sixth-round draft pick, just 24 years old, and had stepped into a prominent role because of injuries earlier in the season. And he was second on the team in tackles and was really enjoying the opportunity to live out his dream with a team that could very well end up in the Super Bowl. But all of that pales and becomes so unimportant in the wake of the events of a few hours ago in Cincinnati. So the Bills are back in Western New York. We do not have any update on the game. There will be no update on the game, only that it's been postponed. So not canceled, but postponed, according to Commissioner Roger Goodell. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest. He was revived on the field with life-saving measures. As you can imagine, the... Medical teams that are there, both from the teams themselves as well as independent, did everything that they possibly could to make sure that it was not only safe to get him to the ambulance, they tried the first time and had to put him back on the field, but that they could get him to the hospital where he could receive the best care available. So the Bills have returned back to Western New York, but DeMar and his family remain at the medical center in Cincinnati. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So that's what we can pass along about DeMar. And over the course of the next several hours, only because I am, as usual, blown away by the generosity and the support and the way that we as humans and Americans respond There's not a whole lot else we can do, right? We want to do something. There's not much else that we can do besides donate money. 
as you check out social media, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of the others, you'll see that people are praying. People are asking for support. People are showing their emotions and also showing how much this has gotten to them personally, right? So that's one thing that you'll see all over social media now. Jim Kelly, never before have I ever witnessed anything like this. The game doesn't matter. Josh Allen asking for prayers for our brother. Joe Burrow and the Bengals captains getting together, leaving their locker room when the game was suspended and going to the Bills locker room to check on their counterparts. Again, tell me when you've ever heard of anything like that. And so there's so much emotion. It brings us together. We as sports fans and as human beings, we want to do something. We can't fix it. And it's really hard to sit around and wait. And so instead, we figure out a way to make a positive impact elsewhere. And it happens to be the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. And I can't tell from this particular GoFundMe page whether this is an annual event or whether this was a 2020 event and maybe DeMar has started to raise money in a different way, but this GoFundMe page is still live. $3.1 million. $3.1 million. That's where we are right now with nearly 121,000 donations. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio. I'm offering updates too. And then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. But the latest from the Buffalo Bills is that DeMar suffered a cardiac arrest. His heartbeat was restored on the field. And he is currently sedated and listed in critical condition at the UC Medical Center. Hey, Jay. I need you to come here real quick, please, and take my phone. You'll understand when you get it. Um, It's a fluid situation, so we're trying to provide as much information as we can. If you want to respond and and communicate there, thank you. Uh, So we're giving you the latest as it comes in. Uh, the, The statement from the Buffalo Bills was issued about an hour ago, and... In the wake of that, we now know that the the Bills team plane has arrived back in western New York. And as I say, I'm, I'm blown away by Jamar Hamlin's foundation and the money that is being donated even now at this hour. On the East Coast, it's well after 3 o'clock. So you can find us on Twitter or Facebook or the number is 855-212-4227. Uh, even as you, as we talk about whatever else is happening in sports, which seems to pale in comparison, the theme from the NBA, from the NHL, from other sports is also prayers for DeMar, thoughts for DeMar. I've heard it from LeBron James, from Clay Thompson, from Donovan Mitchell, 
from Doc Rivers was another one. And also the NFL trying to set the record straight about their actions in the wake of DeMar's injury. So we will let you hear from Ian Rappaport, who is part of that Troy Vincent conference call when we have an opportunity. But producer Jay is working on, well, you tell me, are we? Okay. So any minute now, I think we're going to have someone else jump on the phone here. Sal Capaccio sent me a text. He's the Buffalo Bills sideline reporter. And he sent me a text to say that he was back and and, uh, was in Western New York and would have a couple of minutes when he was driving home. So we're right now kind of waiting for him uh, to make sure that we can get him on the air. And I don't want to start anything else before I do that. But if you're just joining us and you didn't hear uh, about what happened on Monday Night Football, the game was very early in the first quarter, uh, I, the score was seven to three or something like that, or it is seven to three. And uh, Demar Hamlin made a tackle. This was in the opening quarter on Monday night, and then even as he stood up, then he seemingly it was a routine moment, and then he fell backward, and that's when everything changed there in Cincinnati. So Sal Capaccio is with us now here on CBS Sports Radio, and Sal, I'm just going to jump right in. Where are you? And and are you know are you um, you're able to tell us at least the latest that you've heard, right? Yeah, I just got off the team plane. Uh, I travel with the team. I'm the radio sideline reporter, as you know, Amy, and I'm just driving home. And um, I got in my car. I turned on. I heard you. And, um, you know, you and I, we've developed a friendship over the last few years. And I, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just I haven't really I haven't done anything on air really after this tonight. And, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk with you about it with your listeners and, you know, just give an update if, if, if you wanted it, you know? Yes, please. And I appreciate that. I'm sure it's been extremely emotional. I just want to say really quickly, I actually heard you at the end of your broadcast uh, with Eric and the Bills Radio Network and your sign-off. And I just remember thinking, wow, it's so so odd, right? We should be in the middle of a game. Maybe it should be halftime now. And they're signing off. I had heard Westwood One do the same thing. So I did hear you a couple of hours mm-hmm. ago. So what are the last few hours been like, Sal? Really just uh, surreal, obviously. A lot of um, a, a lot of emotion, a lot of confusion uh, from a lot of people. You know, we don't know what, what's going on. Everybody's wondering. Uh, what's going on with Demar? Obviously, that's first and foremost in everybody's mind. I will tell you when the game, you know, was postponed. I mean, even from a, a person who, you know, my job, and then getting home. Like, what's going on? Are we staying here? Are we not staying here? Are we going to the hospital? Are players going to the hospital? Um, you know, getting on the plane and coming home. Everybody was just, you know, more concerned about Demar than anything, and mm. you know, wanted to you know, be with him, I guess, if you could. And I know a lot of staff members did, Sean McDermott did, Brandon Bean did. Um, but everybody came back on the plane, um, the, the Bills team members, except for Damar, obviously. I, I was told Brandon Bean is still at the hospital with him. So is his mom and dad, Damar. And obviously, you know, there's there's fans out there. Um, there were some fans at about here at 2.45 a.m. outside the Buffalo airport, outside the security perimeter, showing their support. There were about 20 or 30 fans that I saw. Um, but really, it was just a lot of emotion, a lot of confusion more than anything, I would say. I know that the team plane is is kind of sacred, and I wouldn't yeah. want you to violate any you know any type of uh, your you know your uh, confidence there with them. You're around these players all the time, but as much as you can, what was the atmosphere like on the plane? Just quiet, just somber. You know, just pe- people just not. You, know, you didn't hear hear much, but you know, it's 
it's late. It's been a long night. Obviously, everybody's, you know, concerned about DeMar. But more than anything, I mean, you know, I think people, and I, I will tell you, though, that a lot of times it's like that anyway when it's just quiet and people trying to get work done or sleep or something, especially after a night game. But, you know, it was definitely you could feel could feel that, you know, it was weighing on everyone. I will just say it that way. Sal Capaccio is with us from Western New York where he just sent me a text and, and offered to come on and, and share what he knows. The update from the Bills is that DeMar suffered a cardiac arrest, but he's sedated and is in critical condition still in Cincinnati. Uh, he's a second-year player. He's just 24 years old. Sal, what kind of a young man is he? What kind of a guy is he? So funny. I was thinking about all that on the, on the way back tonight, and I have two funny stories about DeMar that will kind of give you some insight on that. Um, number one, you know, Damari took over really for Micah Hyde when Micah got hurt, and he's been starting for Micah Hyde ever since. And I remember <laughs> one of the, sorry, one of the games uh, several weeks ago, and he had a nice game, and the Bills won. And I always do an on-field interview after the game. I find somebody to talk to, and I usually Josh goes and does with CBS or one of the receivers or something like that. So I'll I'll find somebody just like had a nice game and. I ran up to Demar, and this has never happened because he doesn't, you know, he hasn't played all that much. And I said, Demar, Demar, I said, do post game interview, and he kind of looked at me like I had three heads. Like he goes, no, no. I mean, he was like, he wasn't even, he didn't want to talk. And I said, Demar, you'd be literally the only person who's ever said no to me in this situation. He goes, oh, okay, I'll do it then. He was all business, right? He didn't, he didn't want to talk to anybody on the radio about the football game. He just wanted to get in the locker room and celebrate, right? So that was funny. Um, and I remember then also the week they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin in his press conference leading up, made a reference to DeMar Hamlin and said he's a, whatever the area code is in Pittsburgh, I don't know off the top of my head, um, but he said he's a, you know, that kid, whatever, 212 or whatever it is, area code. He said he's a Pittsburgh kid, basically. And he talked about him. So I went and I saw DeMar uh, in the locker room like a day later, and I said, did you hear Tomlin talk about you? And he said, yeah. He says, you just got a lot of respect for him. And mm. just he, he lit up for the fact that another head coach had something like that to say in his press conference to know about him and to mention him in his you know lead up to the game and that was cool. Demar's a Demar's just a a really really good person you know and you can't say that enough. You've talked about the foundation that he has. He's in his second year. He's found a way to do what a lot of these guys do in Buffalo, which is they set up these foundations. They have charitable causes and you know, I always tell everybody, Amy, you know, as you know, we're not New York or Chicago or L.A. You know, what separates, I think, this team and this organization, these these players from a lot of other players, and I know they do it in other cities, but almost like every one of these guys has something like that, that they connect to the city. That's what it's about. It's about connecting with these players and connecting with the organization, and, and that's what DeMar did already in his second year, and he was already doing the, the toys and things like that for the kids, and you've seen the videos, you see the donations pouring in, but I'll tell you, he's... He's all business, you know. When you, like I said, when you talk to him in the locker room about football, he's all about ball, and he he takes his craft seriously. He knows the situation he's in, filling in for Micah Hyde, what this season means to the Buffalo Bills, and he goes out there and works his butt off every single day. When you got him to do the interview, did you get some good stuff out of him? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You know, it was, it's it's usually like three questions, like, "Hey, tell me about this. You guys did that right." You know, once he's into it, he starts talking. He's and by the way, he's he's really he's great when he talks. He just I don't think he loves doing it, you know what I mean? But when he gets yes. going with you, he lo- he uh he's really good at it. And um just a very approachable young man. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh, because you know he's all about business and things like that, you know, you you know that when you talk to him that he wants to talk football and um you know, but when then you see the other side of him, you see those videos and you see him doing the things he does for his charitable causes and things like that. But 
it was just so emotional tonight, you know, and I shared on Twitter that his mom was down by the uh, wall when he was on the field. She came down. I was on the sidelines there, and I saw a woman wearing a blue number three jersey, and she said to security, you know, she wanted to come down and be by her son. It's my son on the field. And that just really hit me, you know. I mean, I I have a nine-year-old. He doesn't – he plays sports. You know, I grew up playing football. My mom was involved in my life, and we're all been around. I coached high school football. I know I know what it means to have, you know, a parent that, you know, is concerned like that. And now you hear the in the ultimate – arena here in Monday Night Football in this situation when this was happening and you know I don't even think by that time we all knew the severity of it but I remember that happening and there, the way that the stadium is constructed at Paycor Stadium is you couldn't get right down on the field so there was a security guard there and then the Bills team chaplain was walking over and um, in fact if I remember correctly now I think back Dane Jackson Dane actually played with Demar at Pitt and he's one of his teammates here in Buffalo he got the attention of the Bills team chaplain pointed out Demar's mom Chaplin went over there, talked, and they hit with security. They got his mom to get to an area where she could come down, and um, mm. her and her and his dad joined um, the ambulance when it came off. Mm. Sal Capaccio is the Bills' sideline reporter, is now back in western <clears throat> New York after flying home on the team plane uh, and is kind enough to call up with just a, a little bit of insight uh, from behind the scenes. I don't want to keep you too much longer, Sal, but as you were there, and as you say, we didn't even realize the severity of it at initially. I mean, I hate to say this, but it's true. We've seen players, even this season, kind of stagger backward and fall over, and generally your your brain jumps to some type of a head injury or a hit to the head. At what point did you realize that this was something serious and, and different? So when the play was over, like you said, it was it's kind of a different injury. Like he wasn't down, he got up and I didn't know who it was, but I did see, I specifically saw him fall. And when I saw him fall, he fell backward motionless mm-hmm. and I got concerned right away. Now that's part of my job as a sideline reporter is to literally after every play, just kind of scan to see if there's anybody who's getting up slowly, something like that. Well, I saw him fall. We didn't know who it was on the broadcast. We didn't know who it was initially um, because I think, Jordan Poyer was there making the tackle, and someone had said, I, had said that Poyer was there, but he got up. And then, so we couldn't tell. So that's what I saw. But then my next thing that I saw was there were Cincinnati Bengals players immediately calling for someone to come off the sideline. When you see that, and you've been around enough, you know that when they know right. that quickly that there's something wrong, there's something very wrong. So as soon as that happened, my thought was initially, of course, a neck injury, right? We saw that happen with. Speaking of Dane Jackson, that happened to him on Monday night against the Tennessee Titans earlier this year, as you remember. And he went off in an ambulance, and you know, right away, bam, you, know, you see people calling for people. So that was what I saw. I saw him fall backward, motionless, hit the ground, and he just he wasn't moving. And Bengals players were calling for medical personnel to come out on the field. And, and, and what really struck me, when I knew, the, the time, Amy, that I knew that was the most serious, something I've never seen before, Bill's players went out on the field, and the staff, everybody, every single person on the sidelines went out on the field and formed a huge circle with their backs to DeMar and their fronts to the fans so that no one could see what was happening. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew something severe was going on in that area. And then, you you know, know, were they performing CPR? That's what you think. And then, sure enough, that's what was happening. I don't know that I've ever seen a sideline that was completely empty like that. 
And and that jumped out at me. As you point out, all the players had gone out to where the ambulance was, to where DeMar was on the field. And I remember looking over to the sidelines. There's nobody over there. There's nobody on the sidelines. Um, And then even after the ambulance had departed the field, they all got together in a large group uh, as a total team uh, to pray. And seeing the video, it's, it's very stark because you can see them all in one big group, even as the ambulance drives off toward the tunnel. Um, so, Sally, I, I imagine that it was super emotional for you and there in the stadium. I uh, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to call in. And we had been looking over your tweets, as I say, I heard you on the air, so I'd been uh, also following your tweets as well. And uh, as always, you do an amazing job, even though these are circumstances that no reporter ever wants to find himself in. So thank you, Sal. No problem. Um, glad to be able to join you tonight and maybe give a little update from everyone. I know you've been keeping everybody updated on what the Bills have said. Um, so, you know, we're going to hopefully um, hear better news uh, in the morning and good news. And, um, you know, we're all after, obviously thinking about DeMar and, and both for him and his entire family. So, you know, thanks for having your phone line open and for giving me someone to talk to about this tonight. Oh, of course. And I, I'm assuming that you will be on the radio in Buffalo at some point tomorrow, too. You can find Sal on Twitter at Sal yeah. Sports. Thank you for the stories about DeMar. Uh, that, that adds certainly a different element uh, since you know him personally. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Sal. Be safe. So really awesome insight from Sal Capaccio. Uh, he sent me the text, which is why I had uh, had Jay come in here and get the phone because I was in the middle of talking and wanted to make sure that we would provide a forum to Sal. But having just got off the team plane, um, didn't want to be too invasive with my questions, but he did say the plane was quiet, though that's not necessarily different but that there were multiple players and members of the Bills organization who went to the hospital. Everyone did end up taking that plane home and leaving behind DeMar as well as his parents. I'm so glad his parents were there. Could you imagine his parents being in Western New York and not being in the stadium or not being available and having to travel to Cincinnati to be with their son um, was thinking that earlier when I found out that his his parents were able to be with him in the ambulance. What a blessing that is that they were there for this game um, because not only did he need their support, but for them uh, to, to instantly be able to hold his hand and sit with him and now stay with him and to know that he's not by himself in a strange hospital bed. Gosh, I'm so glad his parents are there. I know, again, if it were me, I would have a hard time leaving Um, But the Bills have returned home. We don't have any idea what the NFL will do about the game. It doesn't matter, but certainly it is something that the NFL even now is having to think about. And how do you return to football? I would say it's also a blessing that there are no more games scheduled until Saturday so that the NFL doesn't have to make any type of decision beyond, hey, we needed to postpone this game for now. That's all that matters. Troy Vincent, who is part of the NFL Brain Trust, did a conference call a few hours ago. I'm not exactly sure the timing. We heard a little bit of the reaction from Mike Petralia when he joined us from Cincinnati in our first hour. And Ian Rappaport was also offering details about the NFL's reaction and that conference call. So I want you to hear from him coming up. As I say, athletes in other sports are weighing in, not just on social media, but in their own press conferences like the NBA. Word travels fast. It's it's not just social media, but it's these athletes who recognize you're always one hit away, one 
difficult step, one collision away from something like this taking place. And so to hear Lamar, uh, excuse me, to hear LeBron talk about DeMar, to hear Clay Thompson, who scores 50 plus points before he would ever answer questions, talking about DeMar, not knowing him even, but just recognizing that this is the situation that professional athletes put themselves in. Generally, it doesn't come down to life or death or critical health, but there is always the chance that it could, and tonight it did. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. I'm passing along updates as I see them, I'm sharing some of the Bills players' tweets as well, and also updates on this Chasing M's Foundation. I wish I knew the reason for the name. Maybe at some point we'll find out, but... Damar Hamlin's foundation. People are blowing it up still, his GoFundMe page. Again, my thanks to Sal and also to Mike Petralia. It's After Hours with Amy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Burrow back to throw on second and three. Crossing route caught by Higgins. He's at the 50. Lowers the right shoulder and makes it to the Buffalo 48. Safety DeMar Hamlin taking the hit from Higgins. And now he's not getting up. A 13-yard gain. So again, the Bills medical team has come out to take a look at a defensive player. And they are calling for a cart or a stretcher, I believe. Very quickly after he went down, personnel began frantically waving to bring out a stretcher. Here comes the ambulance backing in from the tunnel onto the football field. This is, uh, and and the entire football team is off the sideline. The entire Buffalo Bills football team is in a a, a circle uh, around the ambulance and and their fallen teammate. And looking away. Yeah, and and, uh, don't want to, some don't want to see what's going on down there this is after hours with amy lawrence we shared with you the call from the bills radio network and then sal capaccio reading the statement from the nfl when the game was officially postponed now you hear the Bengals version dan horde and dave lapham and as sal capaccio just told us here 
on After Hours. Initially, even though it is his job and he's field level, uh, initially he didn't know which player had gone down either. And so they were trying to figure it out. But very quickly, the Bills teammates and even some of the Bengals, you may have seen that Joe Burrow went over to embrace Josh Allen and to stand next to him for support. Josh had red eyes and he was in shock and clearly had been shedding tears. And a lot of the Bills players couldn't watch what was happening behind them. But also Joe Buck made the point on the ESPN broadcast that they couldn't get their TV cameras in there. And it seems like it was fairly intentional by these players to protect their teammate, to protect their brother, Damar Hamlin. If you missed it, the update from the Buffalo Bills just before we went on the air about 90 minutes ago is that Damar suffered a cardiac arrest and that he was revived. His heartbeat was restored on the field. He was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. As of just before 2 a.m. Eastern time, 2 a.m. Cincinnati time, he is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. And once again, just want to say a sincere thank you to Mike Petralia from the Bengals' perspective, the Bengals' sidelines, and then Sal Capaccio, who had landed back in western New York with the Buffalo Bills and their team playing and shared his perspective, but also some insight into the second-year player who has been thrust into a national spotlight for all of the wrong reasons, even though he's had one heck of a season as the Bills still have so much to play for, but football becomes unimportant on a night like this one. I've mentioned this conference call with Troy Vincent multiple times. Mike Petralia referenced it as well, just to provide some insight into what was happening behind the scenes with the NFL, because the league has been roundly criticized for not postponing the game right away. Well, Ian Rappaport summarizes this call with Troy Vincent from the NFL league office. On this NFL conference call, you just mentioned with several top league officials, there was no discussion of DeMar Hamlin's health. That was not what this was about. There was no discussion about football. I'm sure there will be at another time. That was not what tonight was about either. This was about the events of tonight, how it happened, why it happened, and walking all of us through uh, essentially what we saw on the field today and why the decisions that were made <clears throat> were made. First of all, Troy Vincent, one of the NFL's uh, top executives described himself as traumatized by these events, as I can say, no doubt we all were watching. He was in constant communication with Roger Goodell, uh, with officials on the field, with both coaches. Uh, he said they realized extremely quickly the game was not the most important thing. That's what uh, so, so much of the theme of tonight was the game was not the most important thing. Essentially, he asked both coaches, get a pulse of your players uh, explain to us basically where they are, how was DeMar, how are the players. As Vincent said, neither coach was talking about resuming the game, nor were the players. As he said, quote, how do you resume after such a traumatic event? There was also discussion on television on the broadcast about a five-minute warm-up that the players were given. Troy Vincent said he didn't know where that came from. He described that as insensitive. As far as the medical attention that DeMar Hamlin received, Donna Ponte, another top league official, said there could not have been more collaboration uh, between all parties, medical and otherwise, on the field, uh, and both teams also. Uh, for instance, Bengals' ownership uh, was down in the field, in the locker room, uh, and attending to, 
to some of the, uh, the players and other officials who were kind of uh, dealing with and processing this, kind of a show of collaboration there. Jeff Miller, another top league official and communications uh, person who was on this conference call, said the emergency action plan that was in place tonight that we saw with the ambulance coming, with medical professionals attending to Hamlet immediately is something they practice once a year in every stadium. Uh, he described it as terrific collaboration between the team medical staff, uh, independent medical providers, and everyone involved. Ian Rappaport giving us some of the details from that conference call with top league officials. Troy Vincent's a former player himself. And so you can imagine that for him to watch this happen with a young man of just 24 years old who's only in his second year in the league uh, was definitely emotional and traumatizing as we saw it on the faces of the Bills and the Bengals. And that was really the first indication to me that this was something more than I'm hesitant to use the phrase what we're used to, but we do see this on a periodic basis. We've seen it with Tua, Tango Valoa. We've seen it with others where there's a hard hit generally to the head or to the neck area. And because of some of these hits to the head, players have extreme reactions. It's not something that we never see. But in this case, when the cameras were focused on the faces of the Buffalo Bills and the concern of the Bengals. And when they had formed this almost impenetrable ring around DeMar Hamlin and around the medical team, and when you could see their reaction to what they were witnessing and what they were hearing, it became very evident that this was something the players themselves had not dealt with before. And that's when... I knew something else was going on here. We're not talking about a potential concussion or concussion symptoms. Not to say that they are hardened to those or that they don't matter, only that these players and fans have seen that happen before. And they generally will call for help, of course, will lift their teammates up, help them get off the field, make sure that they get the concussion testing and they're into protocols and they'll go back to playing because that's what they have to do. And again, just some grace for the NFL in this case because it's unprecedented, because there's no blueprint, because they haven't dealt with something like this before. I've never heard of CPR being administered on the field. I know that we've had situations, extreme situations in other sports with athletes who've collapsed, thinking of basketball, thinking of soccer. In the high-profile, all-access world of the NFL, this is extreme. And so the NFL wanted to get it right. And you know, the, the league is very careful about how it responds because they recognize the situation and the spotlight that they're in every little action the NFL takes, whether important or not is scrutinized a bazillion ways to Sunday. And so I can understand them wanting to make sure that they talk to everyone involved. Roger Goodell was not there on site, but he ultimately got on the phone uh, with one of his employees. And then that phone was passed back and forth from Sean McDermott to Zach Taylor. I think you also really can see the support 
inside this football fraternity. And yes, I know there are women in in this group as well. It's tight knit. They all understand what it requires of them to be out there on the field. They all know that they're one hit away, one moment away from a serious injury, in this case, a cardiac arrest. It became evident very quickly that football didn't matter to them either. Word spread through the NBA where there were some pretty insane individual performances and yet on the minds of LeBron and Clay and Donovan and Doc Rivers, DeMar Hamlin. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's clear that it matters to you, so for that reason, it matters to me. And also, I'm I'm blown away by what's happening with Demar Hamlin's GoFundMe page. It's obviously still operational. It was established going back two Christmases ago, and I don't know when his most recent toy drive was. I can check his Twitter actually and see if there are any updates from this holiday season. But the donations are continuing to pour in to his GoFundMe page. There are thousands and thousands of comments. Love and prayers from Seattle. I am inspired by Damar Hamlin. I am praying for his quick and complete recovery. Love and prayers from Pat's Nation. Uh, This is God at work, uniting people everywhere through prayer, love, and support. Uh, Kimberly says, Steeler Nation is praying for you. Trying to see if I all of Bengals Nation is praying for you so hard right now that you get through this. Uh, another one, sending love from One Pride, which is of course the the Lions fan base. Um, others, a Vikings fan, Demar, you're in my prayers. So many people not only reaching out to support his Chasing M's Foundation, but also posting sentiments and prayers. Um, Love from Texas, prayers for complete healing. Kansas City Chiefs Kingdom, sending love your way. Prayers and love for DeMar, his family, and the Bills community from Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, Your story is not over, young man. Buffalo loves you, DeMar. Get well soon. And so I could go on and on, but my point is only that these are coming from all over the country, from other football fan bases who are concerned about DeMar. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Gail on his website, Carolina Panthers fan, wishing you the best in your recovery. So as I've read through some of the comments, I'm also watching the donations skyrocket. Now at $3.13 million dollars. And donations are nearing, individual donations are nearing 122,000. 
meaning that's the number of donations that have been made. And so I'm I'm just fascinated by it. I'm proud of humans, football fans specifically. This is how we can make a difference. Chuck is listening in California. Chuck, welcome to After Hours. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. And then on Twitter, you can find me, A Law Radio, as well as on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. This happened to pop up on Twitter, um, and it looks like it's some type of an interview that was done on MSG, which is a state network in New York. And yes, Buffalo is actually part of New York. It's Western New York, but it's DeMar Hamlin, the second year safety for the Bills, talking about making it to the NFL. Like I can't even describe it, but I I cherish it every second that I can, you know, every second of every day. We just had our prayer, our our DB prayer we do every Wednesday Mm. outside. He was next to me and I just grabbed his hand a little bit harder just because, you know, you never know when, like, the last day could be that you're getting to experience something like this, you know. So I'm just, I'm cherishing it every moment I can. That's poignant in the wake of the events in Cincinnati on Monday night. It's clear it means something to DeMar Hamlin. He's not taking it for granted. He was a sixth-round draft pick out of Pitt, and he was a highly recruited player at the college level. A dream come true for him to be able to participate not only with a team that has championship aspirations, but to get to start and to be making such huge contributions for the defense. His players or his teammates, his brothers, obviously shaken by what they saw and were unable to continue playing football. And I'm glad that the NFL made the choice that it did. And it wasn't that long before... The news was making its way to other sports, too, like the NBA, where LeBron James is one of multiple players who had a huge individual performance and yet was reacting to DeMar. My thoughts and and super prayers goes up to the skies above uh, for that kid's family, for him, um, for, you know, that brotherhood of the NFL and everybody a part of the NFL family. Um, it's definitely the right call by either whoever made that call, Roger, Roger Goodell, or whoever had an opportunity, to, the authority to make that call to suspend that. Uh, the safety of our of players in, in all sports is always the most important. So, um, you know, it's a, it was a terrible thing to see, um, and, and I wish uh, um, you know nothing but the best for that kid, um, uh, for the city of Buffalo, for the franchise of the Bills, um, and like I said, for the rest of the NFL too as well, and also the Bengals that was there, um, and, you know, playing in that game. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the NFL. I'm a huge fan of football. And, you know, you, you never want to see anything like that happen, um, even in that the type of competition that they're playing in. Prayers out for him. Um, boy, that's tough. It's tough when you see that in sports or in anything. So that's a hard one. Just two of the members of the NBA community who were weighing in. And news definitely travels fast, not only because all of these athletes have access to social media, uh, but because they hear it from friends, from family members. Um, I know that my family, who was watching the news on Monday night, saw the update about Jamar, and they went back and they watched what had happened. Uh, Initially, part of a tackle got up 
seemingly just a routine play in the first quarter of a Monday night football game. And then DeMar fell backward. And right away, it was apparent by the reactions of both the Bills and the Bengals that this was something serious. Uh, it was something different. And ultimately, the game was postponed. We'll give you more reaction from the NBA world and the latest that we know. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 